Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at AMD's earnings for quarter three of 2019. Like always, we have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth Bear ready to keep track to see how the company's doing. So let's get started. To start off, all the information I collected comes from AMD's investors website and also SeekingAlpha.com. Alright, next let's take a look at the stock price review. Right now, AMD is sitting at about $33. In the past 5 days, it's up 5.6%. In the past month, it's up 17%. In the past 3 months, it's up 8.8%. Year to date, it's up 79.47%. In the past year, it's up 81.93%. Revenue. First thing, let's talk about revenue. Quarter three non-gap earnings per share was 18 cents and it, it meet expectation. There it was no miss, there was no gain, and meet expectation. Revenue was 1.8 billion and it missed revenue by 0.84 by eight million dollars. That's definitely not a lot of by it missed. It's probably like point not even 0.1% of total miss. So that's pretty much flatline. Uh, revenue of the member high said revenue of 1.8 billion is up 9.1% year to year. So these are really good numbers. They meet expect they met expectations, they met revenue, and revenue is up year to year. So the first point I'm gonna have to give to Bull Solo. Next, let's take a look at comparable sales. So, like I mentioned, total revenue is up 9% year to year. Computing and graphics. So AMD has two major revenue collections. The first is computing and graphics, and that makes up 71% of the total revenue with 1.2 billion, almost 1.3 billion of the total 1.8 billion. That is up 36% year to year. Then we have enterprise embedded and semi-customs, which is about the rest of 29% of revenue sitting at about 525 million, and that's down 27% year over year but because the higher the higher the higher percentage of the revenue uh, breakdown is up 36% of the year we're still seeing a bigger uh, uh, increase in total net revenue and yes we're seeing that enterprise embedded and semi-custom is down 27% year over year but we have to remember that in the semi-custom I'm gonna explain what these two have but the semi-custom includes video game chips in there video game console chips and at the moment since uh since the new generation game video game consoles have come out the the revenue from there is pretty much slowed down until they start ramping up for production and they haven't done that yet so obviously right now for example playstation 4 and xbox one there's not really much of demand for it since people are just going to wait a year a year from now for the next console so there's not a huge demand on there so obviously sales from theirs have gone down and that's what we're seeing that 29 that 27 percent year to year so like here we're going to talk computing and graphics so first computing and graphics is the one that was about 71 percent of revenue for those that don't know computing graphics is majorly made up out of two items the ryzen processors and their radeon gpu products so net revenue for the past three months has increased by 36 percent compared to the same time last year. This increase was primarily due to a higher demand of Ryzen processors, but it was offset by a decrease in demand for the Radeon products. So right, we're here seeing that Ryzen items are going up, but Radeon products are, are not selling as much. The increase in average selling price was driven by higher demand for their Ryzen processors. So again, these Ryzen, these Ryzen processors seem to be a huge hit, right? We have a 10% 
increase in union shipments compared to the same time last year and the 40% increase in average selling price. And both of these have to do mainly because of the demand of their Horizon processors. Now let's compare the past nine months. The past nine months has decreased by 3% compared to the past nine months of last year, primarily as a result of lower graphics channel memory sales due to the decline in blockchain related demand, partially offset by a 60% increase in average selling price. So we can see right it, even though net revenue is up for compute um, overall for computing and graphics is down 3% um, in the past nine months. And the major reason is last year there was that huge demand for all the blockchain, all, all the blockchain related um, graphics card, and we're and they're seeing that. But I, I think it's pretty pretty good that it's only a three percent down uh, because there was a huge demand last year and the year before that. But a three percent down is pretty much almost flatline. Uh, next, we're going to take a look at operating income. Operating income was one hundred and seventy nine million for this quarter compared to one hundred million the prior quarter. Um, prior time, same year. And the improvement in operating income was primarily driven by higher sales. Awesome. Operating income for the past nine months compared to the past nine months of last year. This year was $217 million compared to $355 million the prior year. So that's a huge difference. Even though net revenue was only, net revenue is only down by 3%, operating income is down by a huge margin percentage-wise. And they say the decline in operating income was primarily driven by lower sales and higher operating expenses. Okay, next we're going to take a look at the enterprise embedded and semi-custom. So just how I broke down the previous one um, on how revenue is there. Revenue in this section is collected by, again, two products. The first main product are, are the video game chips. Uh, so like I mentioned, the, the chips that go into the PlayStation 4 and that go into the Xbox One. And then they have all the awesome Epic server that they're talking about, the Epic server processor, which is for the huge data centers, right? So net revenue, like I mentioned, has decreased by 27% compared to the prior quarter, prior, prior year, same quarter. So quarter three, 2019 to quarter three, 2018 is down 27%. And this is a primarily as a, re, as a result of lower semi-custom product revenue. So this is telling us, right, the semi-custom product revenue are the products that go into the video game. So there is a decrease in the video game chips, but it was partially offset by higher sales of their Epic server processors. So this is pretty good news, right? We have to remember that Epic, the Epic server is increasing sales, so they are having better sales in this, and it's offsetting the lower semi-custom chips. Next year, Next year, if they're having a positive higher sales on Epic servers and they're ramping up the max production for the video game semi-custom, this is going to produce a whole much, a whole lot of revenue um, compared compared to this quarter. So that's definitely good news. Net revenue for the past nine months compared to the nine months of prior year is down 19%, and this is down for the similar reasons, right? They have lower semi-custom sales and they're being offset by higher sales of their Epic server. Operating income was 61 million for the quarter compared to 86 million for the same time last year. And that's because there is a decline in operating income, primarily again due to the lower semi-custom product sales. And it's, off, it's offset by the higher sales of their Epic server processor. So right, um, we, we can see operating income is down 20 million, uh, about 20 million compared to the same time last year but we have a decrease of 27% of 
of revenue. So I think that's actually about 20, um, 25% down. Uh, so we can see it, kind of, it, it matches the net revenues down with the operating income. So operating income for the past month, nine months, is now sitting at 218 million, where same time last year, it was sitting at 169 million. But you're saying, whoa, what, how, how is that possible? How is this past nine months doing better than the past nine months, even though it has a 19% less revenue? And the improvement comes from a licensing gain of 60 million recognized in the first quarter of 2019. If it wasn't for this, it, there would be a delta of about $10 million and it'll be like $10 million less this quarter on um, these past nine months compared to the same time last month. And that's actually really good numbers, even though revenue is down 19% in the past nine months, operating income would not be down by that much percentage wise. So obviously for comparable sales, we're seeing good numbers in computing and graphics. We're seeing the good numbers here in total revenue up. And even though we're seeing a low numbers of enterprise and embedded semi-custom, we know that those numbers are going to ramp up in the prior, in the next year because of the season of the new, of the new video game consoles. So I'm going to have to give another point to Bull Solo here. So now I just have a few things to note. These things, I'm not going to give either a point to Bull Solo or a point to Darth Bear. Uh, it's just things to help us uh, help us out understand how the company is doing so first research and development research and development for this quarter has increased by 12 percent compared to the same time last year because they're increasing the development cost in computing graphics segment as well as stock-based compensation expense and for the past nine months it has increased about eight percent compared to the same um, compared to the same reasons i just explained and I, I'm happy that they're increasing their research and development expense, but I would have hoped that they increased it a lot higher than, than 12%. I wish this company, this company definitely needs to go hard if they need a, if they want to pull, pull more from, from the segment. Gross margins this quarter was 43% compared to 40% same time last year. And for the past four, nine months, it's at 42% compared to 38% in the past nine months of 2018. Another thing to note right now, sitting at 43% of, of gross margins is the higher highest quarterly gross margin since quarter two of 2012. So we can see this company, and you can see it here in this gross margin trend. This company is definitely turning things around. A few other things to note, they have seen strong demand for their top end rising processors. They gained client processor unit share for the eighth straight quarter in commercial hp lenovo announced new desktop powered by ryzen pro 3000 in november they're launching the industrial first 16 core mainstream desktop processors uh, for their and also their third generation ryzen ripper and they've added multiple cloud and hpc wins high power computing deals with microsoft using epic cpus and radeon instincts gpus they expect semi-custom like i mentioned they expect semi-custom demand to further soften in the fourth quarter of this but will increase now that both microsoft and sony have announced new amd power consoles for holidays of 2020. they also have in cloud they have amazon aws ibm cloud microsoft azure ovh cloud twitter and tencent all announced plans to deploy epic processors in their data center so these are some big names that i mentioned okay so next we're going to look at amd's future plan so I think this is one thing they lacked in 2012. They didn't really have an eyesight of where they wanted to go. And that's when things started to go south for them really quick. 
So I want to make sure that they have a plan set forward and we can see they do, right? They have a roadmap up to 2022 or late or late 2021. So here we can see the computer architecture roadmap includes SEN 3, it had, the design has been complete and they're working on it. And then they're sent for on the side in this current design work. In the Radiant Graphics roadmap, they have currently, they're shipping RDNA and they're working on design for RDNA 2. So we know we can see that they have a future plan going forward. And now if we're taking a look at the uh, enterprise server chips, we can see that Rome, it definitely took, um, started being produced in quarter two of 2019. And now they're working on Milan, which is supposed to be expected to be released in quarter three of 2020. So this company definitely has plenty of things to do in the meantime, and they're definitely continuing to develop. So for that reason, I'm gonna have to give a point to Bosolo again. Even though I'm not sure if the future plans themselves are gonna work, I just, I'm giving them a point because it is important for a company to have a future plans and to have a roadmap of what they're gonna do so we can measure the success of what they're doing. Some more things about the future plan is, I love hearing the earnings call. I love hearing the earnings call and, and, and reading the transcript, especially the Q&A section. Uh, one thing is I, I am I'm definitely a big fan of Lisa and I think she's handling the company pretty well and in one of the questions there was a representative for bank of america but he pretty much asked a, a, an important question of why is amd at the moment focusing on profits shouldn't they focus on marking a bigger footprint in the market right now and that's actually pretty pretty that makes sense right this company we can see is definitely trying to maximize its profit and i do think it's trying to do it to make its shareholders happy but shouldn't they focus on overall making a bigger footprint? So once once they have that big enough footprint, they can collect a lot more revenue and be in a better place than they are now. And Lisa Sue responded that she gets this question a lot. But they she did mention that they even though they are getting profits, they do they are spending uh, frankly a nice amount of money on research and development. And she says we did spend a little bit more this year than we originally planned. And that was frankly because the opportunities are very strong. And most of the additional spent in target at research and development with the notion of platform investments, software investments to ensure that we capture the opportunities that we have. I think we have the right balance. And certainly going into 2020, they'll continue to look at the balance. But I think we are very well balanced between top line and bottom line growth. So Lisa is pretty much saying that, hey, we're, we're, we're trying to find the perfect balance, right? We definitely want to go hard in research and development. And we are, right? Because we, we, we spent more this year compared to what we originally thought because we saw better opportunities. But at the same time, we have to be smart because right if, if things go south, we need to have the right amount of money. And I think that was a great response that I want to share with you guys. Next, we're going to take a look at shareholder return. Like if you are AMD holder, you know there is no return going on here. So for that reason, I'm gonna have to give a point to Darth Bear on this one. Next, we're gonna take a look at this debt. So that used to be such a huge portion of AMD and it is crazy watching AMD in the past few quarters, how it keeps decreasing and that's how it's going. So same um, last quarter that was sitting at 1.2, almost $1.3 billion. And right now it's sitting close to $1.1 billion. So a decrease of $200 million in debt. And there is no debt right now until 2022. So it has senior notes due 2022 with 7.5 interest due at $312 million. 
that's actually a pretty low number for the amount of quarters going on and after that it's a smaller loan until 2024 their biggest loan but it has such a low interest rate is due at 2026 which has 679 million dollars but we can say just this month just this quarter alone they paid about 130 million dollars in that debt not including the 70 million they paid on the 2024 senior notes this debt going down is definitely great news and for that reason i'm gonna have to give a point to bull solo but not only that they reduced debt by 206 million in quarter three and right now cash balance is greater than principal debt this is the first time i've seen this happen this is the first time that cash balance is higher than the total principal debt right now the company is sitting at a total of 1.2 billion dollars of cash where the company has a total net um total debt of 1.1 billion dollars like i mentioned right so this is this is big news this is for the first time that i've ever seen amd positive cash balance compared to his principal debt and you can see why i had to give the point to pull solo now let's take we're, we're almost at the end of the episode so i hope you guys have collected a lot of information now let's take a look at an outlook based on analysts for the upcoming year so this is december 2019 december 2020 as a full year and annual revenue for the same quarter so for this year they're expecting annual earnings per share to be 62 cents that gives this a forward PE ratio of 53. For December 2020, they are seeing an increase of earnings per share to $1.07, and that gives this a forward PE of 30.86. That 30.86 is actually not that scary when you compare to the other technology sectors. Most, most tech, tech companies, I feel like if we take a look at NVIDIA, which we will once they report earnings, I want to say they're probably around 25 forward PE ratio. And looking at forward PE ratio of 20 of, of 30 is not that bad. Looking at a forward ratio of 53.34, in my opinion, is pretty bad. But we are seeing earnings per share increase dramatically. This company is definitely growing at a rapid pace. We can see revenue, every annual revenue for this court for this year is expected to be $6.7 billion. And for the next year, it's expected to be $8.47 billion. So we can see a revenue increase as well. And for that reason, I'm going to have to give a point to Bull Solo. So now let's take a look at an outlook based on the company. So first, let's take a look at the full year of 2019. They expect revenue to be up mid single digits percentage wise year to year and that in my opinion is pretty good because why, why do i think that's pretty good it's up even though they have the lower blockchain demand that they had last year it's up even though they have lower semi-custom sales because of the video game sector and they're up because they are increasing their sales on epic server and ryzen ryzen processors so imagine when they have a higher demand of the semi-custom chips percentage-wise is going to go up a, a, a big amount and i think this is is really good for this upcoming upcoming year now let's take a look at the quarter for the quarter they have a total revenue of 2.1 billion dollars plus or minus 50 million dollars they want operating income to be between 130 million and 107 million so again they're going to produce a nice positive earnings per share for the company so that would be it oh actually based on the outlook right we're seeing an increase in quarter four we're seeing positive income we're seeing a uh, uh, increase in year to year percentage of revenue so obviously i'm gonna have to give a point to pull solo so that gives me this is the end of the episode so what would i value it at and i have to take a look at their 10q report i'm gonna do a video on the 10q report next 
But the forward P.E. ratio right now sitting at 53.34, I think it's pretty high. But seeing the forward P.E. ratio decrease that much from 53 to 30 in just one year shows that this company is a true growing company. So a forward P.E. ratio for 2020 of 30.86, I don't think is horrible. I think it's a little bit on the high side, but that's because I'm pretty sure they expect December 2021 to be in the mid-20s, uh, I, would, I would say. Um, and that to me is is definitely good. I mean, I don't think, like I said, I don't think a forward PE ratio for 2020 of 30.86 is horrible. Just because I'm pretty sure if we take a look at Nvidia's and uh, uh, Nvidia's, uh, we know Intel's Intel's forward PE ratio. I think it's like 10. It's, it's about 10. But that's because that's a built company. That company has about I think 80 billion dollars in revenue, where this company only has 6.7. What, look at the difference between the company. This has $6.7 billion in revenue, where Intel has about $80 billion in revenue. So you can see why that company is a more stable company. Definitely Intel is a more is a more already flat on the ground company. And that's where the PE ratio for Intel is about 11, where the forward PE ratio for AMD is about 30.86. But like I said, 30.86, I definitely don't think is a bad number. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Let me know what you think about AMD. Let me know what your plans are for AMD. And let me know why you like or hate AMD. So take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.